Welcome to the K&K Process Safety Podcast presented by Katherine Colbert and Keith Farrell, your process safety partners podcast for observations into the process safety activities. These are observations into the 14 elements and other activities associated with your operations in the PSM world. Please sign up for a Process Safety Partners podcast on iTunes. Like us on iTunes, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Share us with your fellow workers. And go to the website, K&K Process, to receive updates on our podcast and other information and activities. Today's podcast is talking about PNIDs. Are they right? Have you looked at your PNIDs? Specifically, legends and some of your symbol sheets. <clears throat> when we talk about PNIDs, we're talking about the basic piece of information that the majority of your people, operations, and technical personnel have to have to operate your plant. These are also a good training tool for new operations and new engineers. So it's hypercritical for you to have PNIDs that are absolutely correct, accurate, and current. Correct meaning that all the symbols are are exactly where they should be. All the symbols represent exactly what's in the field, open or closed, their fail modes, what kind of piece of equipment are they? Are they air activated? Are they electrically activated? Are they a, or are they something in the nature of an instrument? Now one thing I'd like to talk about first is the different kinds of PNIDs. Now, what we consider PNIDs for the most part people are called mechanical sheets because they do have data on there other than just instruments and piping. They usually have relief valve settings, vessel, vessel and containers or tank volumes, uh, MAWTs, MAWPs. It may have information based on your piping or your metallurgy of your system. So those are actually mechanical sheets, mechanical flow diagrams. But most people call them PNIDs, and we'll just continue doing that. So, but the basic PNID should have your piping, should have your vessels, your tankage, all your energy adding systems, pumps, pressure systems, compressors, things of this nature, all identified on the system. Now, PNIDs shouldn't contain all of the associated piping with the instruments and things of this nature because it would make them too complex. Those should be on other drawings involving your instrumentation, your one lines, your loops, your instrument documentation, maybe on your air system to handle the air handling system. So basically your services should be elsewhere so you can trace those down at another time. But we go back to PNIDs. Your PNIDs should be current, correct, and accurate. They should reflect what's in the plant. They should be exactly what you have at all times. Now one thing that people think about is that, well, I have to have everything electronic well, not necessarily. You can have a paper system if you deem to do so. I find it a little bit cumbersome, but it does work. I've had plants that have paper systems, and then we wait for a while to update the drawings. This goes back to, well, how about if we make a change? We have an MOC. There is nothing wrong with using red lines for your current PNIDs as long as everybody knows where to find the appropriate copies or originals of the PNIDs that you're working with. Now, the other thing that we need to think about too on this is where do you keep your PNIDs? Are you in your control rooms? Are they in your technical rooms? Do you have them on a network base? So whenever you think about needing the PNIDs, 
Well, most operations, the PNIDs are not necessary. You have plenty of time to look things up. When you really need your PNIDs is during emergency situations. And what's the worst thing that can happen to our plants nowadays? Loss of power. So how are you preparing for this? How are you preparing to make sure that your current PNIDs are available at all times to your personnel that need these? My suggestion is you have one binder in each control room that has particular PNIDs for that control room and have somebody in charge of that PNID. Those are your originals, those are your updates, and that's where you keep your most current PNIDs. Not what's on the network, because if you lose your network connection, you have no access to your drawings. So from there, they can make all the copies they want, but the originals never leave the control room. That way you have one permanent set. That doesn't mean that you may have a set on the internet, or your network, intranet, so, think about this and consider this. Where you put your PNIDs, how are you keeping them right? So the next question is how are you keeping them current? This has always been a problem. No one wants to walk PNIDs down. It's boring. It's tedious. Most of the time, you don't find any changes and you're just walking down the PNIDs. You don't want to get lazy on this activity because the point is you want to make sure that you keep your PNIDs as current as possible. Meaning that you need to make sure that someone is reviewing the PNIDs on a constant basis. Now, according to OSHA, you're supposed to regularly update and confirm your PNIDs are correct. Now, a lot of refineries have three to 4,000 PNIDs. How do you take care of that? Well, if you have to yearly certify your PNIDs are correct, then what you do is you share the wealth. Somebody gets a single PNID in the site or three or four for the year to update and walk down and then sign off on. Now my suggestion is you do two walk downs on each PNID. A lot of my smaller plants we had 30 people in it, 30 operators and one engineer. We had over 200 PNIDs so each of us took 10 PNIDs and we just kind of randomly picked the PNIDs to walk down. 10 PNIDs over a year is not a lot of stress. I would take my 10 PNIDs in three days and walk them down quite conveniently and quickly. Operations can do it on their routine rounds. Go out and walk through their PNIDs, redline what you need to, then bring them back for whatever group needs to update your PNIDs. Now my suggestion is, is don't use white on your PNIDs if you're going to use a paper system because I had a plant at one time that had paper and decided to just change everything with white out. One of the PNIDs was dropped and it caused a major mess and a loss of some information so it took us a while to get that all back. But Xeroxes are great for this. I love the fact that you can take and make a copy of a PNID and walk out and do the work without leaving the original alone. So when you think about your PNIDs, remember they're one of the critical pieces of information in your site. How are you maintaining them? Are you just putting them on a desk someplace or are they on a shelf collecting dust, not looking at them? So you really need to think about how you're dealing with your PNIDs and how you're dealing with your information. Then also review your PNIDs. Do they have everything you need? Do you need more information on it? There's no rule or law that says that you have to put more on there. But the more you put on, the more you have to maintain. So it's best to put on what is necessary and what is useful for your operations. So, as you think about these activities, think about where your PNIDs are. Think about how you're working your PNIDs. Thank you for listening to the K&K Process Podcast, your process safety partners for observations into process safety activities. Follow us on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, 
Facebook, like us and rate us on iTunes, and share us with your fellow workers. Please sign up at our web website, theknkprocess.com, to receive updates on our podcast and further information activities. And for your process safety needs, contact K&K Process. With over 45 years of experience in safety and safety activities, we'd be happy to help you as your process safety partners. Thank you, and have a good day.